Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome, everybody, to the newest episode of Messi and Co. I am here with our co-host, Ashley. It will just be us tonight. Austin and Alejandro and the rest of the team are off tonight. So we'll be uh, going ahead and running the episode for you. So how are you doing today, Ashley? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I know I missed the last uh, post-game show. You guys obviously killed it. Uh, but it's been good. You know, Inter-Miami keeps winning. It's exciting stuff. Awesome. Glad you're doing good. Yeah, uh, we missed you last time, but we are here to talk about the game coming up tomorrow and a few other topics. So we'll go ahead and kind of just uh, get started right off the bat. Inter-Miami will be uh, playing against Nashville FC tomorrow in the second game, uh, coming back into the actual MLS League after winning the League's Cup and winning the semi-final U.S. Open Cup. So they're coming in with six wins, 14 losses, three draws, 21 points. They were in last place. They moved up a place uh, after winning against New York. They were in 15th messy in the effect. East. The messy <laughs> effect, exactly. Right off the bat, first game in the league again. We're already uh, moving, on, moving on up, right? So um, now we're playing against Nashville at the RV Pink Stadium. So we are playing at home. So that's really nice. Kickoff is going to be at 7.30 p.m. So it's a nice early start. We've had these games that have been kind of crazy late night games that have had us on the post game to like what seems like 12.30 or 1 a.m. So it's nice to have a early, uh, early kickoff. Um, so this is a team that we just beat 10 days ago in the League's Cup final. So there is some some history they'll be looking for that rematch i i i bet that they're they, they they're kind of salivating to get back into it with us and inter miami i mean since messi got here hasn't lost in nine games which is just incredible incredible yeah. that that's insane it all started off with him coming to the league's cup winning seven games in the league's cup which ended up in the championship as we know uh us o open cup semi-final that we recently um we recently played and then that 2-0 win against the red bulls this last saturday so those are the the nine games that we've kind of had a nice uh streak without losing after having such a tough season and then nashville is coming off a 4-0 loss against atlanta this past saturday so uh with that you know that's kind of just a, a preview of what's to come we're going to take a really quick break to get a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back if you are ready to transform your backyard into a haven of relaxation and luxury, look no further than our amazing podcast sponsor, Lacqua Azura Pool Services. With over 20 years of industry experience, Lacqua Azura is a name you can trust when it comes to services, equipment repairs, and restoration for all things pools. If you're looking in the South Florida area for your pool to be serviced on a month-to-month -month basis, Lacqua Azura posts an impressive five-star rating on Google reviews, and it's a testament to their dedication to the customer satisfaction and top-notch service. Also, if you mention Messi & Co., you will get your first month of pool service absolutely free. 
So don't wait for pool service, patio renovation, or more. Call them now at 954-793-7206 and get a free quote for any project. Thanks, Lacqua Azuda. All right, so we are back and we are going to talk on a few topics. I know that, Ashley, you are a fan of a, a, probably one of the most, if not the most knowledgeable of us when it comes to business and statistics and the messy effect off the field. And I know that you shared earlier with us and the team some really interesting statistics on ticket sales and Apple TV subscribers. We know that you know Apple TV was a big part of bringing Messi into to Inter Miami, and then <clears throat> ticket sales is something that obviously we we all expected to kind of uh, ramp up with Messi's arrival. But I mean, some of the numbers we're seeing are just incredible, right? Yeah. So, Gian, if I were to tell you that Lionel Messi has only been playing for Inter Miami in the United States for 39 days. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> it seems a lot longer than that. It seems honest. a lot longer. And I mean, obviously, we've seen on the field the incredible things that Lionel Messi has done, as well as Busquets, as well as Jordi Alba, Tomas Lavillas, Facundo Farias, all of our new additions, Diego Gomez. And so... um that's on the field, but off the field, here's where we are so far. 39 days in, Lionel Messi has reportedly brought in over $265 million in ticket sales. $265 million in 39 days. That's amazing. Apple TV wow. has gained over 300,000 new subscribers with a profit of almost $30 million. This is all in the last 39 days. Obviously, we know that it was a lucrative deal right, that Messi signed in order to come here. It wasn't just the money he was getting in a regular contract. It's also going to be how is he going to help grow the league? What's he going to get from Apple, from Adidas, et cetera? These were all woven in. And, you know, some people were like, oh, I don't know if that's fair, this and the other. It's fair because look at what he <laughs> tried to take my word from it. Even if I wasn't an Miami fan, it is fair. The amount of money, views, followers and interest this man has brought to the sport in the United States in 39 days is unfathomable. And I mean, it's just the beginning. And so, yeah, like those kind of statistics, I just think they're amazing because we obviously, we know what he brings on the field and we know what he kind of brings off the field, but seeing the microcosm of it to see what it's turned into in the United States where soccer is not the number one sport. It's not, some would say it's not even top three, you know, it is really remarkable. I think also, obviously, we're moving into football season. Uh, we're going to see how his effect continues. You know, we, obviously, we're going to have the off season, off season and things like that. But so far, if, you're at, if we're giving grades in terms of on and off the field, he has like 150% out of 100, like A plus, 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 plus. Everything we want to happen, it's happening, and it's happening so smoothly. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that they definitely got their money's worth from from the. They've deal. already like they've already made all the money. Like they've made all the money that they can want. The teams have made the money. The infrastructure into Miami has said that their projected revenue for the year is three times what was initially projected already. Um, and so yeah, I mean, it's it's doing everything you want. And then like you know, with Apple TV, with the ticket sales, especially when they're at the away stadiums like a Red Bull Arena, etc. It helps the whole league. It, it improves the infrastructure of the whole league. You know, a lot of, for Apple TV especially, and with Adidas, with Fanatics, all these different platforms, with betting, I'm sure, all of these things feed in to 
the league. And then it kind of gets disseminated to all the teams in different ways. But, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. And so it's 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 definitely working. Yeah. And I think that that's also very much helpful, just like in seeing all these brands coming in and trying to work with Messi and work with the team. And now we've got a new stadium. We've got, I, I, I was reading that we've got a ton of different sponsors that are now trying to get their, whether it's naming rights or ads. Within we're the getting new stadium. more sponsors. Yeah. We're getting more sponsors. It's like, it's a trickle down effect. It's, it's, it really it's, is. it's insane. Like, and then think about like from a team perspective too, just having that extra money to be able to go out and, and be able to spend on players moving forward as we try to bring in more talent and build on on this foundation that we've started with Messi, with Busquets, with Abu, with the young U22 players. I mean, the money that comes in is just going to be dispersed in so many different, I think, channels that are going to elevate this team. And, and I think it's also an example for the league as well, other teams that are seeing this. Like, maybe there's been other teams that have been afraid to maybe spend on big names because they don't know if the ROI is going to be there, right? And, you know, we've, we've got to be sincere here. This is a business. It's, it's, you know, you do, you do want your team, I think, as an owner um, and as investors, you want your team to be competitive and, and win from the sporting side. But on the back of your mind, you're always thinking about the numbers as well. So now that you see this, you're like, this. I, I think that Inter-Miami has set the example for other teams and say, hey, if you do it right, you get the right players you invest correctly not only are you going to have a competitive team but you're also going to reap the rewards financially so i, th I definitely yeah. think that inter miami has has done a good job of kind of uh yeah. showing how to do that right yeah and i mean and you're seeing it already i mean you know i think we're going to do a separate episode specifically about this but miami freedom park because i start has broken ground they're getting a brand new stadium and facility uh new york fc they got the land, right, to build yeah. their new stadium. I think that now the pressure is going to be on other teams, especially teams that use football stadiums, to start to really invest in the atmosphere and the infrastructure of your own team so that you get those players. I mean, you know, Messi had said his comment about the turf, and I believe him 100%. However, if you if if you said, if I was a betting man and I said, okay, well, if, if it's this on the line or whatever, is Messi going to risk – are they going to risk Messi and put him in Charlotte on the turf or something like that? Maybe not. Atlanta, maybe not. I mean, maybe they will, but is it worth it? Is it worth the risk of not having the best players in the world want to play at your stadium for your fans? I don't think so. So um, I think it's all part of the process. And you're seeing that teams are now almost being forced to improve their infrastructure so that they can host and bring in new talent because well yeah you're not going to get a Messi or a Ronaldo there's plenty you can get an Antoine Griezmann in two to four years maybe you know there's yeah. a ton of really great players a Luis Suarez I mean there's a lot of great players who are still in the top you know let's say 20 to 50 world players that they can come here they can see the value that Messi has brought they can see the value of playing in the United States, especially with the fact that we're hosting all of these tournaments over the next four years. And um, it's going to, I think it's going to continue to move the needle. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, especially in that, that great point that you made about bringing in other players. And I think that you have players that, you know, not, not only the ones that maybe 
have kind of are coming to the end of their journey in Europe, but you've got great players that are going to Brazil, going to Argentina, that that are going there for the competition, but also because of of the the pay and people are willing to invest in those countries. Hey, maybe we start getting some of those players as well, like we like we've seen with uh, again with the U twenty two players with Facundo Farias, with Gomez, with Aviles. I think that this is a good springboard for us to maybe start us and hopefully the MLS as well to start attracting those young guys from South America to start playing here because, hey, we're willing to spend more to, to bring them in. And I know that, you know, we, us as an MLS league kind of, we, we try to see who to compare ourselves to, who, who we're trying to get, you know, we compare ourselves to Liga MX and, and sometimes we get compared to like Europe. And I think that that's something that fans need to realize as well. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to get to Europe. That that's, that's also a lot of history behind that league, but it's also the want... main sport there. It's where exactly. all the money and it's where every single kid goes yeah. starting at age four. It's different. Yeah, no. And even in South America, like the guys that are in South America, the young kids that are coming up in, in Boca in, in Argentina and in, in, in Flamengo Palmeiras in Brazil and all these clubs, their ultimate goal is to go to Europe. And I don't think those that's going to change. But what we should have, I think, our mindset in the MLS is let's become the avenue to get to Europe, right? Like kind or of the avenue of leaving Europe, 100%. Exactly. exactly. So I, I just, you know, based off of those numbers that you've given us and and that we've talked about here, I, I, I think that we're headed in the right direction. And uh, hopefully the rest of the teams kind of look at Miami as, I, I think, the the see him as the correct way to do this um so i think it's exciting for what inter miami really the league as a whole uh, we have a good future coming up so uh, let's talk about the trophy presentation that's something really exciting for us you know we just won the league's uh cup final uh, against nashville it just so happens to be the team we're playing tomorrow and the team that's going to see us during our trophy <laughs> presentation which is is really interesting so that's, game, right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i i think it's really cool it's the first official trophy for inter miami since uh beckham established the team back in 2020 so that's really cool to see i think such success in such a short period of time you know we've got the league's cup trophy presentation we've secured a spot in the 2024 Concacaf champions cup we are now in the final for the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup final. So just a bunch of really cool things. And, and what a way to, I think, you know, the fan. We've been on the road for a long time now. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. well, actually in, in days, it's not so long. But just the amount of games in between has made it seem so long. Because this is our first the game home. Yeah. yeah, the last four. This is our first game home since August 11th, where uh, I believe we played the quarterfinal against the League's Cup quarterfinal against Charlotte. So. If you think about it, August 11th was the uh, the last time we were at home. That's uh, what 18 days. But, but it's like messy years, <laughs> like it's like pets, right? So it's really yeah. been like 52 weeks. <laughs> oh, that is a great uh, messy years. Uh, we have to coin that. One. Yeah, no, like we're 18 we're days in messy and... years is like uh, <laughs> a it's really so true. Guy. But, but yeah, uh, no, I mean, it's it's going to be super super exciting. Like we've you know a theme we've said multiple times on this podcast. It's just inter miami fans it's really been a journey and we've had to you know go through a lot of losses a lot of figuring out this team's identity figuring out the stars the designated players the environment the culture 
you know, the on the field type of system that we want to run. And it's taken, it's taken a while. It's had a lot of ups and downs, mainly downs. Right. And so this is going to be a really big moment, uh, obviously for the players, for the organization, for the staff, for the physiotherapists, for the, you know, the sanitation crew, everyone who's put in a lot of time and energy into this team over the last three years, obviously on the field, but years and years before to get to this moment and so for the home fans to be able to enjoy it la familia that has gone through you know stuck by the team for a lot i think it's going to be really wonderful and it's going to really sort of show you know tangibly look at what messi has brought look at what this team is doing everyone is playing at a really high level and it's really exciting to watch and i'm i we're both going to be there which is really exciting and i uh it's it's great. It's going to be great for the content, great for the fans, great for everybody. Yeah, and in, to what you said, I think it's something that the fans have have definitely earned. They've stuck around through some really tough times, and I would say quite a different picture going into our first home game in the league from when we first embarked on this messy journey. Because when we first started in this messy journey in the league's cup, we were we hadn't won games i think it was a, a six game winless streak that we had going right right before messi arrived mm-hmm. we were dealing with countless injuries we had gone through through rebuilds. we were on our through through rebuilds through different coaches and and i think that at the, i mean before messi arrived or we got news that messi was going to arrive there wasn't much to look forward to it was a really tough time in the club i think the only thing that we were looking forward to at that time was the us open cup semifinal and then other than that, I think it was just for the end of the season to come so that we can start fresh because we had gone through so much. So it's so nice to see our first game back at home in a long time. And it's going to be a moment where we're able to lift the cup in front of our fans, our first cup ever. And I, I think the environment's going to be insane. Like I I, I haven't gotten my, my ticket yet. I'm going 100%. I'm, I'm going to get my ticket but I can't wait. Like, I'm wondering, like, what the environment's going to be like. Because you were there for that uh, that Cruz Azul game, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that was an insane environment. When Messi first insane. stepped on the pitch. It was insane. It, it was, man, like, from the moment. I, I was, I remember being there and, and just the, the anticip- in the anticipation of Messi's touching the pitch for the first time. It's like you were hearing Messi chants. You were the, the La Familia, the, the, the supporters group were just partying and they were singing their songs and like i wonder if that's gonna like that i don't know if we can get to that moment but i feel like this might might kind of you know get there in regards to like the, the, when they lift that trophy that's gonna be insane i i think yeah i think so too i think so too i mean um the environment at every game so far home or away has been electrifying and i think that's gonna continue uh, tomorrow as well. I mean, it's, it's, you know, weather pending because, you know, it's South Florida and it's summer, which means it's hurricane season. And it means we have very temperamental weather. I'm hoping fingers crossed that we have a clear night and we have a good, uh, a good atmosphere for the game. But yeah, I mean, and I, and I think that's kind of the beauty of sports, right? Like sometimes we forget that for every team, even if you have the best players, the best, whatever, you know, sports are live and they're unpredictable. And there's, you know, there's highs, there's lows, there's 
there's triumph, there's heartbreak. That's part of sports. And that's, you know, right now we're going through the triumph, but we've gone through our share of heartbreak. And I, and so is, so is Messi. So is all the players that are on the, on the pitch with him. Uh, everyone's gone through it in different parts. And so seeing it and the story of how this club has gone from the bottom to the top in such a short time, I think is the beauty of sports. And I think that's why you see like, you know, oh, some people are like, oh yeah, it's like a super team or this, that, and the other, they're buying it. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's how most fans feel, to be completely honest with you. I think people appreciate the growth and the story. And tomorrow, you know, I'd say the first chapter is going to come to a really beautiful close of Messi, which is uh, the League's Cup and debuting for Inter Miami in this first cup and then us winning it and just being able to lift the trophy in front of the home fans. It's going to be chapter one of what I hope is going to be a really, really beautiful, long, fruitful uh, book in the history of uh, Inter Miami. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a, a, a beautiful moment. And, and I would say most around the MLS, the, obviously the Inter Miami fans and, and fans of the game in, in general, it's just going to be a beautiful moment to see Messi lift that cup and, and I think they'll enjoy it. Obviously, we'll have the haters. I think that that comes with with every, in every sport and comes with success as well. You know, we've got people saying that, you know, oh, obviously this is MLS. That, that's why Messi is so, uh, I mean, so good. And he, he's doing these amazing things. And I would just to, to say, I mean, have you ever, did you watch Messi in Barca? He was doing that against the best teams in Europe. Did you see him at PSG? You know, so I think that the hate will come. That's, that means you're doing something something good. So, right. but but nonetheless, it's just going to be a great time uh, tomorrow, and, and it's, yeah, I'm really excited for Me that. Too. But so, at obviously that that presentation is going to be against Nashville. So Nashville is the team that we just so happen to beat for the cup. So I mean, talk about I don't coincidence timing. They talk about scripted. Like this is gonna be yeah right. This is, yeah, so this is gonna be a, a, an interesting match, and it's an interesting match because if you guys or if anybody watched or those of you that watched that game, that game was a really really tough game for us, right? And this game, other than what comes behind it with the history with Nashville, the recent history. Uh, with it it's a really important game because we're in the middle of a playoff push right we're in the middle of a playoff push we're in 14th place I, I mentioned earlier that we jumped toronto with that win on saturday what's interesting i skyrocketing up the table skyrocketing yeah yeah for sure i mean we're we've got i think 11 more games including tomorrow 11 more matches in the league including tomorrow so we have to skyrocket i don't i don't know if there's any other way about it but i think that what's interesting uh, through this playoff is, just, is we were able to jump a position on Saturday. But this one, we can't necessarily jump a position because New York City, who is directly in front of, in front of us, is, a, is I believe have 26 points. So even with a win, we'd still be behind them by about two points. Right. Now, but also, but it's when you're playing Eastern Conference team, it's like they say, it's your six points because it's exactly. your three points. And you're also getting another three points off of them. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think the game is going to be very intense yeah. and I think it's, and you know, Nashville for, I think these two reasons are going to be intense and are going to, you know, be, be really pushing number one. 
Um, it was a really, you know, they want their redemption. It was a really close game. I think they played as much of as close to a perfect game as they can against Messi and against, you know, the game plan of what they'd seen from Inter Miami in the first uh, six or seven games of the cup. And then, but Messi had a moment of brilliance. Drake Callender then had his moment of brilliance, moments of brilliance. And, uh, you know, that's how the tables turned for us on that occasion we won so that's number one they're going to want to you know they're going to have the trophy presentation they're going to want to avenge that particular thing and then number two they just lost 4-0 uh, to Atlanta over the weekend and so I think they're also going to be trying to shake off the cobwebs of that performance and try and you know step up their game and and take it to Inter-Miami uh, at their home stadium so it's going to be a lot of intensity in the game um but I, I don't think it's anything that we can't handle. I think that's the team is learning to grow and thrive in the beauty of intensity, which is what greatness brings. And, you know, obviously a lot of our key players were able to get a rest on Saturday for at least the first half, some the full game, some up to, you know, the 60, 65 minute mark. And the idea now is that we get to, uh, you know, Messi and Busquets, barring any changes are going to start. I imagine with Jordi Alba unless. Again, any big circumstantial changes, I think you're going to continue to see Aviles. I I think you're going to still see Facundo Farias in the starting lineup. Uh, not 100% sure, but yeah. And I mean, with the rest of the team, everyone is starting to uh, have to step up to keep their spot in that starting 11 and that A team. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good battle. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a really tough battle. I mean, it was... In the League's Cup really final, tough, it was very yeah. tough. It could have gone either way in, in reality. I know Messi Don't had the we goal. Know it. Yeah, no, that was scary. Messi had the goal at minute 23. So we I think it's important to kind of keep that going where we're typically if we can get that first goal, I think it settles us. So if we can kind of mirror that, uh then Fafa scored that what made us or our defense look like a ping pong machine because yeah. or a pinball machine because it was a, a, a lucky header that bounced off I think it was Kermaski that hit um uh, that hit calendar and ultimately ended up going in so I mean other than the messy goal and then that that uh, a bit of luck on that side for Fafa it was just very uh, tight-knit game not a lot was, was not a lot was going on but I'm trying to think as we remember that game and and because that game's going to kind of help us understand what needs to go on during tomorrow's game some of the key points to take away from that and i think that one of the things i remember from that game is that nashville pressed really high up on inter miami at times with seven to eight players that made it really difficult for inter miami to play their game they like to play out of the back, build the game up, short passes here and there. And Nashville just wasn't allowing them to do that. They were pressuring them, making them make errors in their passes. And what I, I think that needs to change is Inter-Miami wasn't doing the same thing to them that entire game. They weren't pressing. They were pressing sometimes. But at most of the right. times, they were allowing Nashville to bring up the ball, touch, do whatever they wanted are getting time to turn yeah. and to push and yeah which exactly and what and what they did what nashville did is they they actually put numbers in attack so they had i believe it was Mukhtar, they had fafa they had surge all right right on the on our defensive line waiting for 
an over the top ball and quite a few times i mean one was caught called an offside but quite a few times they had some good opportunities because they just had so much time when their center backs are actually really good at putting those passes over our defense so i think that's something that we need to make sure that we do moving forward is to make sure that we press them as much as they press us and because they're pressing us so much it's being quicker on the on on getting out of our side of the field and making those passes a lot sooner because when you have a team that allows you to maintain possession yeah it's easier to build and touch here and there but you can't afford that when you've got seven eight players from the opposite team on your side of the field closing all of the passing lanes so i think that that's going to be one of the things that we need to i think work on for this one is making those quicker passes um Something yeah. I something I noticed, and I want to get your kind of opinion on this, because we've kind of talked about the midfield in, in, in past podcasts. Um, something for Nashville was Arroyo, and other times it'd be Busquets in the middle, Arroyo on the right side, and then we'd have uh, Benjamin Kromashki, like on the left midfield, and he'd typically go up. And he'd be able to do uh, playmake and kind of associate himself with Robert Taylor and Alba on the left. I don't know if you remember this, but in the Nashville game, he was playing more like on the right side. Right. Yeah. And he wasn't, it, it felt like he wasn't himself. He wasn't getting the same opportunities. He even ended up getting subbed out for, for Diego Gomez. He didn't look comfortable that match. I don't like, I mean, would you like to see him back on like on the left hand side and and more in that position, or how did you feel about him being more like on the right, on the right wing? It was kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think that you know some things that we we have to remember with the last Inter Miami versus Nashville game was that we were emotionally and physically exhausted. The team. Yeah. I'm saying we like I played the team. <laughs> which, uh, you know, I think it, it led to tired legs and it was us not pressing as much, you know, trying to take it. I think there was also nerves because it was a final. We were in hostile environment. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, mitigating factors. Uh, I think that, you know, versus the press and while they didn't do it as much as I think we expected versus against the Red Bulls or the Red Bulls to to Miami, uh, they did start to press, especially in the second half, started to do the high press that we're used to. And and Miami was figuring out a way to play out the back and get comfortable with passes. So I'm hoping, you know, all those things said that we're going to see a more confident, stronger side uh, tomorrow. And then in terms of, yeah, I mean, I think Kramaski is totally earning like he earned I think he's earned his spot in the front but I think Gomez also he had a really good showing and he also so I don't know I I don't know what's going to happen in terms of, I I still like the 4-3-3 I think Tata, we need to play a 4-3-3 in my opinion I know I but you. we may I don't I, I mean I think now because um I imagine it's going to be uh DeAndre Yedlin and uh Jordi Alba and then I mean, I would like it to be Miller and uh, Tomas Aviles. We'll see. That's yeah, what I would like. Great. We'll see. But it, you may also get Kristoff, which would make it a back five. But Kristoff played, great, played great in that game against yeah. Nashville. He played great. He was key in yeah. a lot, uh, like uh, in a ton of different plays. So I wouldn't, I want Aviles. Yeah. I wouldn't be sur- surprised, though, if Kristoff, based off what he Gets did. Gets it back. Yeah. 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 I don't know, though, but I mean, yeah, so I, I really don't know. And then in terms of the midfield, obviously, Busquets is going to be back into the lineup. 
I would like to see maybe a situation where you have Gomez on the right and Kramashki on the left, because I think Kramashki yes. could, yes. I think he has the intelligence to be able to go back and forth, you know, and to be able to give that defensive role when needed. Uh, and Gomez could be a little bit more forward, but I don't know if that's a little bit too much of a risk uh, from Tata Martino's, you know, view. Uh, so I don't know. I, it's not a great answer because I, I should yeah. give you an answer, but it's no, I but I agree with especially because of the rotations yeah. on Saturday. You just yeah. really don't know what he's going to do because the rotations, it was obvious going with the back five or however they ended up saying it was, it was a back five in the end. Yeah, it was, so, you know, how, doing that because you didn't have your star stars playing, you know, you needed to be able to deal with that. Now though, when you do have your team at quote unquote full strength, what does that look like? What does that look like in terms of a formation, in terms of aggressive, in terms of obviously Tata Martino wants to play out the back, right? And we want to do crisp passes. We want to see triangles. We want to see creativity in the final third, um, how that's going to look. I think this game, though, will be a good indication of what we'll see moving forward because you had, you had when you were in a final, you know, you were in a tournament where it was single elimination at a certain point. So it was a need for survival. Now you need to be a lot more strategic and tactical thinking about the next 11 games, right? And seeing how can you get a result each night, um, but continue to progress. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I, I love that you said to see Kremaski and Gomez at the same time, because I would love to see that. And it. that only works because of the point that you made that Kremaski and I agree, is intelligent enough to know when he has to go back. Because we've seen, and I don't know if this will change with, with Gomez. Again, he's still adapting to the team and finding his spot. And he's been progressing well. But Gomez, I think, it plays so forward. So, so it's the, the, the mentality is like attack, attack, which is awesome, but sometimes lacks in that defensive area. So that's why I think that if it is yeah. with Benja, he I think that he's smart enough to, to to get back when Gomez goes forward. So I think that that would work. And when when Kremaski got subbed in, uh, when well, excuse me, when Gomez came in for uh, Kremaski, we were we weren't generating much at that moment. I think it was like the seventy yeah. something minute. But as soon as Gomez came in, the attack ramped up. And mm -hmm. he was putting pressure on, on their back line. They weren't having the ease like they were before him entering the game to be able to come out touching. And, and no, he came in full energy. I'm pressing. I'm going to get some, try to get some shots off, some passes off. So I really like that. And I think that that's going to be uh, really neat if that does happen. Again, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm doubtful that that would happen. Yeah. The only other way that maybe that would work is if you still have, um, you know, Kremaski and Arroyo in the midfield, and then somehow Taylor is an actual forward or winger or something like that. Um, I don't know how that yeah. would work, but um, it was something. But also, you know, maybe, maybe, sorry, part of the the yeah. tactics of Tata is that you know maybe he doesn't want to have both of them on at the same time because he wants to be able to do that double punch, right? Like you know, yeah. sometimes you need it where you know it's just a matter of who gets the first sixty, who gets the last thirty, but you both are putting in a hundred percent effort. Um, and I don't think it's a knock on Gomez to say that Kramaski is like, you know, has the intelligence to do it. It's more so that I think Kramaski is so 
far beyond his years mentally in terms of like he's 18 years old and he has the intelligence and the wherewithal and he's just he's way ahead of his time um and so so yeah i mean i i I don't know. I I would like yeah. to see it. I could understand. I could still though understand if we don't, right? Like yeah. I can understand. And it's intelligence. It's yeah. intelligence, but it it's also and again, not to not to knock on Gomez because as if he didn't have the intelligence, but it's I think it's intelligence yeah. and the fact that he's played in that right. system. So Gomez is a is a smart player as well. It's just it's just the adaptation adaptation totally. part of trying to trying to figure out in the league exactly in general. what he needs to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of of course. Another thing I think that I'm wondering is on the left wing, are we gonna see Robert Taylor or are we gonna see uh, Facundo yes. Farias? Because that is that's tough. Like I can't really tell tough. you, I can't tell you because it hurts me. Because I know Facundo Farias is good. It's like I want to see Facundo Farias start, but it hurts but me. Robert to Taylor take hasn't Robert lost Taylor. it, right? Like yeah. he, he didn't really rightfully lose his spot. I think where he's been playing in the last few games hasn't necessarily been advantageous to his quality and his ability to score and to create chances. Um, but that's again, that's part of the game. You know, you bring in this U22 designated player, you play someone who, unless something like again, unless there's crazy circumstances within the next 36 to 48 months, we'll be playing in Europe in the top yeah, in the top league and so it's just a matter of um it's it, and it's also it's a battle of attrition like we have 11 more games where we really have no room to for error and i know we're going to talk about that in a little bit about you know our next five games and what they look like and what you know inter miami needs to sustain and to do in order to keep with this playoff push but you need perfection and there's going to be tired legs uh, there's going to be people who are mentally tired too. And so maybe we see in the beginning, some players don't get the start that maybe had it before, or the players who had it before get the start as opposed to the young ones. Um, but there's 11 more games and there's a lot of playing time for people to be able to come in and make their mark and get their moments. So um, that's part of having a deep roster, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. That's, that's the benefit. We, can, we have a lot of players that are interchangeable. Yeah, like you, I feel like you don't miss a beat with Robert Taylor or Facundo Farias, whoever starts or sits. And then, as you said previously, you've got that extra punch at, at the end. You're basically bringing in a player that's equivalent or depending on who you think is better, could be a bit better on fresh legs. You can do that yeah. basically at all at a lot of different positions on totally. our team. So and I that's mean, important. This, yeah. this is an extreme example, but like, Man City, Manchester City. Do you like, for example, this past weekend during the Premier League, they didn't have De Bruyne or they don't have Gundogan. They didn't have Phil Foden playing in the beginning. They didn't have, you know, obviously over the last few years, they've lost Raheem Sterling. They've lost Riyad Mahrez. They've lost Gabriel Jesus. Do you ever for a second think they're not going to win or score? No, no not at all. They're so deep. Yeah, the, exactly. They're so, they are so deep and like they always have players ready to fill roles and create new things. And while obviously that's an extreme example, that's what we're trying to build at Inter Miami. And I think that's what Tata is trying to build, at least for the, the moment, right? Is that you want to be able to continuously put plug and play different players of different levels of quality into 11 that are going to be able to put their best foot forward and continuously attack and, you know, win, win games and see out games. And so, you know, it's, it's, I think part of what we're going to continue to learn and see. Yeah. You need players to buy into that as well, because the, you know, there's some players that could be of the mentality 
that you know that that become disgruntled if they don't get their their starting position and through different interviews that we've seen throughout the week different players they've mentioned that they actually are for this type of uh, challenge they're about this challenge i want to win my spot we all want to win our spot we're having fun doing it and and we love the opportunity to challenge each other for the starting spot there's no disgruntled uh players there's no animosity amongst each other they they have great friendships and great relationships professional relationships so i think that that's something good as well just the fact that again you have so many interchangeable players and everybody's about that and and has bought into that that system and that way of thinking uh the last one that i'm i'm thinking of and i want to get your opinion on this too is who are we going to see up front? Are we going to see Joseph or are we going to see Campana? Because I like what I've seen from Campana as of late. I'm not going to even pretend there's no bias here because I'm Ecuadorian, so I'm not even going to pretend that. But <laughs> but but one of the things that we have to take into consideration with Nashville is Nashville's really good at set pieces. Really good at set pieces. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. We, on the other hand, are really bad defending the set piece. And Campana is good. He's tall and he's good. Strong. Strong. So for those set pieces... He's going to be very, very valuable, I think, for us defending those because uh, defending those because they got a they had quite a few set pieces, whether corners or free kicks in our previous game against them. So I think that that's going to be important. So I guess from the defensive standpoint, I think that's important. But also from the offensive standpoint, I think that we've talked about this many times. Joseph and Campana's game are completely different games. Joseph is more involved in the buildup of the play. Campana is going to be a, a reference point for you up top. Get him the ball, and he'll he'll figure out a way to make something happen. If he doesn't score, he's going to make come up with a dangerous play. And I think that when I look at last game against Nashville, what I said at the beginning, they had a lot of time building up from from the back. Of, of 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 their side of the field they, there wasn't a lot of pressure and we didn't have somebody right standing in line with the defense making them think that there might be a ball over the top or a through ball so they, they, they i mean they had all the time in the world to pay attention to Messi, to pay attention yeah. uh to to taylor we need someone to distract in the middle and be a scoring yeah, uh, a, a, yeah. A, a, be a danger a scoring danger for them I think it's Campana. I hope it is. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'm neither Ecuadorian nor Venezuelan, so I will be very, uh, be very, uh, you know, honest. I, and I just want, I've been saying this too for weeks. I think 
Kampana, like I think Kampana deserves to start and he deserves his chance to start um, and to be able to build. I also can understand that Joseph is obviously a better finisher and a little bit more finessed in the final third, right? Like we see mm-hmm. moments where sometimes that the last second Kampana just doesn't have that final touch, whether it's the shot, whether it's the pass, whatever it is. Um, but at the same time, now though, we have other forward thinking players. We have, obviously we have Messi, whether it's Fadias or it's Robert Taylor. And I'm, like I said, I imagine Gomez, you have these players playing forward where they don't, you know, where they can help create that final third and you don't need like Joseph running back to get involved. Um, and that would play more to the strength of Campana. So again, I'm going to give a great answer as an analyst, which is, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I would like to see Campana. I don't know if maybe, you know, the idea was New York was uh, Campana. Maybe they're going to go back and forth. Like I said, and what we're going to continue to say over the next 11 games is this is a battle of attrition. This is a battle of who has the best 11 on the field for the whole 90 minutes, not just the first 45 who has it on the whole 90 minutes. And so I think you're going to see a lot of back and forth between the two of them. Sometimes towards the end of the game, you're going to see both. Um, So I'd like Campana to get the start tomorrow. We shall see if not, if it continues to go back and forth, similarly to Gomez and Kramashki, I understand. We're still only six weeks into this new team. There's still a lot of things to figure out. Yeah, I think that was a good answer without giving a definitive answer. I was about to say that's about as good of an answer as you're going to get. <laughs> but yeah, so so I, I think to sum up, it's... Uh, Anybody we don't know can anything. start. That's we don't. We don't know up. anything. We don't know anything, and and I think that Tata's got uh, some. That's why um, he's the coach, and we're not. Is he's really the coach, it. we're not, and he's got problems that are good. Good in a way because he's got uh, he's got options, whereas yep. other coaches maybe just play because they don't have somebody else on the bench. He's got mm-hmm. a ton of good players, so uh, I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow against Nashville. I think that. It will be a tough game, just like the previous game. I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be a very tight game. I don't know if it'll. I, we'll, we'll talk. Maybe we'll give our predictions at, at the end of the podcast. But I, I think that they're definitely going to come. It'll be tough, but this time I think they're coming with more on their back, trying to yeah. maybe get that that loss from that that sour taste of that loss against us. So maybe they've got a bit more motivation. But hey, we've got motivation too because it'll make wanna, it fun though, right? Yeah, it'll yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I get. I think also what we'll see tomorrow, it's going to answer more questions from an MLS standpoint of what teams do we think Tata is going to put out? What formations is he going to favor? Because like I said before, you know, we've all been, it's all been single elimination games where it's it's not, it's about surviving and winning. It's not about, you know, longevity or necessarily always tactics. It's about how can we win this game at that moment? Um, yeah. But now, you know, with everyone having their rest and rotation, I think we're going to now start to see a little bit more of a clear picture of uh, the consistent team. Yeah, and we'll see if we uh, if we have any new formations. We've seen the 5-2-3 and the 4-3-3, so we'll see if there's anything up that uh, sleeve with that. So, okay, so with that, that's an important game tomorrow, but we've also got some more games coming up after that leading up to, well, part of our playoff push. So let's kind of go through some. We won't go through all of them because there's, there's obviously a lot of games, but let's go maybe through the next three to four games and – and see what uh, what's ahead for us and what we think can happen. So, I, well, obviously, we've got the Nashville game tomorrow. 
I we're playing at home. I we're playing coming off of a, a great presentation for the league's cup in front of our fans for the first time in a long time. I think we get the win there. What do you think? Win. I think we, we need to win. Um, and I think that it will help the team continue to, to grow. I think it's, it's a hundred percent points. I think if we only got one point, we'd probably be a little bit disappointed. I'd like to see the win. Um, but really quickly before we get to even the next game, we're going to have one more ad from one of our great sponsors. Great. Okay. So, yeah. So um, I'd like us to see the win against Nashville. I think these next four to five fixtures are going to be incredibly important to seeing how this team finishes out the year, the playoff push, the intensity, right? I mean, I think it's going to go down to the wire regardless, but these next five games, you're seeing a real range of the best and the not so best of the league right now. And so it's about maintaining our composure and our consistency uh, to see how we finish. So yeah, ne Nashville, three points I hope we get. Sunday, incredibly interesting game yep. against LAFC in Los Angeles, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific time. It's I, I it is a game where I literally if you said a hundred thousand dollars a gun to your head who what's gonna happen I couldn't tell you I really it is going to be very difficult I if we get a point I think I'd I'd be pretty happy with that I'd be happy too I, I think you know their second second team right now in the Western Conference are a really good team they've got 11 wins 40 points so they're they're doing very well and it's gonna be I believe a, a tough crowd. And LA, I mean, sh short a, a short distance or time rather from our, our, just all of these. There's no time to rest, really. I mean, no, for us, come and it's far. It's obviously the other side of the country. Yeah, it's far, so I think it's going to be really tough. Um, and I'm wondering who, who's going to play. Yeah, who's going to play Leslie a lot? Will yes. start. I'd be shocked if he doesn't start because you're about to see. Every if you, ever, if you think you're seeing famous people at the games in Miami, just wait until you see how many celebrities are at this game on. Oh, Sunday. we know LeBron's gonna be there for sure. LeBron was uh, here for his first game. It's LA, so yeah, definitely you've the got this. The I mean, this, you know, it's gonna be star-studded for sure. So it's gonna be. I, I what is it? I feel like it's gonna be like a final without a being a final. At least like the atmosphere from an atmosphere I think, perspective. Yeah. I think so too. I think that, you know, LAFC over the last few years has become kind of like the gold standard in the MLS, uh, like how LA Galaxy was for many years before them. New York Red Bulls was for many years before. Um, and they're still the team to beat, right? They, they, they were the champions last year. They have consistent stars and talent. You still, you have Carlos Vela who year in and year out minus, you know, injuries or this and the other is a consistent star, who can make plays um you have a strong you have strong defenders you have a great fan base and atmosphere um like i said i think that like we've seen at the other games while it is going to be majority fans of lafc there's going to be a portion of people who just are there to see messi and that helps a little bit um but yeah i don't know i i think a point would be great if we get all three points phenomenal if we lose, obviously it's not ideal, but there's a few games that you have to, you know, you're not, this isn't like, I don't know, 
Brazil with Pele or something. You know, there's there's yeah. there's, no, there's definitely um, we've got some we've got I mean we're while it's not much, we do have some wiggle room. I think that we can maybe drop two. You don't want to go drop three, but if I think you still have a chance because you wanted initially there is a game to drop three. Yeah. I would understand it being this one, but this is the yeah. new inner Miami, so hopefully yeah. we continue to strive for, for to for perfection. Yeah, and that's what we get. Um the next week, though, is when things are actually really interesting. Very, so the yeah. following Saturday, we're back at home, and we're hosting Sporting Kansas City, um, who on paper and over the last few seasons have not been great. They're at, towards the bottom of the West right now. Um, and we should, for all intents and purposes, if this was our, you know, our normal team, it should be an easy three-point victory. However... This is in the middle of the international window where you have uh, World Cup qualifying games happening. And Lionel Messi, as far as I'm concerned, will not be there and he will yeah, not be playing. Um, neither will, I believe, Farias, Campana, Jose, uh, Joseph Martinez. Um I imagine Kramaski. We just don't know for who. Hopefully, and, Cal, I mean, I mean, hopefully it's, it stinks for us, but you know, we want right, our calendar. players obviously. But hopefully, Calendar will be there. Uh, you said Farias. Hopefully, Campana, Yedlin. Um, Luckily, though, we will have Busquets and Alba playing. As yeah, as Alba retired actually. Uh, today, officially retired today from yeah. the Spanish team, national team. God so, bless them. I don't blame yeah. them. Honestly. <laughs> no, yeah. So at least we'll have two vets. Uh, surrounded by whatever it is we have left <laughs> of a team. Right. So it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be um I think a great exercise in coaching for Tata Martina to see who to play. Um but yeah that one's a wild card. I'd still I'd like us to be able to get three points. What we've been talking about is depth, right? And that's yeah. what makes champions. Um hopefully we get three points. At least it's at one. home too, which is it's good at for home. Us. You know, it's at home. It'll be after six days rest for whoever's still, you know, at the team, all six players left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it'll so that'll be interesting. Um, and then that puts us uh, a week later, Saturday, September 16th, away at Atlanta United, which um, it's going to also be incredibly interesting. The good news is the common theme is that all these games are going to be very interesting and intense. Um, unless true. something, you know, unless there's a huge string of losses or, you know, something like that or injuries, the, each game is going to have its own interesting twist that is going to um, make it really enjoyable to watch and and to root for. And, and so, yeah, against Atlanta, it's an away game. It's on turf. So we'll see if that factors into anything. Um, the players will just be getting back from the international break. Hopefully no injuries. Um, but we have people traveling far. I mean, you know, Argentina, obviously, it's far. All these countries, Brazil, they're far. Um, we have a couple going to Europe. You know, we have Christoph going to Ukraine. It's, yeah. you know, there's there's some traveling happening. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see what that lineup looks like. And it's against an Atlanta team that was struggling previously. Obviously, just got a big win against, um, against Nashville. I don't know if in the next two days there's going to be something that happens with Tiago Amada. Mm -hmm. um, that would obviously be a huge, a big, you know, difference maker. 
but it's an away game against a team that is above us in the Eastern Conference right now, and they are in the playoff picture. And so it is going to be a very, very difficult match. And we did all beat them already 4-0. So I think that you yeah. know, all things considered, if we're able to put together a complete or semi-complete team with uh, players returning from the international uh, fixtures, then hopefully I think that we can – I don't, I don't know, again, just depending on what team, if it'll be 4-0 or that, that, that big of a difference. But I, I, I personally think that we, it's definitely a winnable game for us. Um, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, those are the games where you have to win to make yeah. the playoffs and you have to separate yourselves from the pack. It's going to be difficult. Nothing is easy in, in professional sports. And so neither will that. And then the last game we'll talk about is um, a home game against Toronto FC, who are, as we spoke earlier, below us now in the Eastern Conference standings who have had a very off year. Their star players are not happy nor playing at the level expected of them. They've obviously had coaching changes, a lot of different factors, and it's going to be a home game. So it should be three points. And um, anything else I think would be disappointing and, um, you know, telling. So so hopefully that'll give us three points. And that's, you know, that, that's five fixtures we just said where – I think if we had any less than 12 to 13 points, it would be, um, you know, it'd be a really difficult, it would be a really difficult hill to climb. I think we need to be getting at least 12 points out of those five. Yeah, I'd agree. I think, I, you know, I, if we can just do this quickly, I guess, just so to kind of to sum that part up against Nashville, I think that, would you agree? I say we, we win against Nashville. We sh- let's, we say, let's say LAFC let's just say it's a loss let's just say it's a, a loss right yeah and then sporting kc i think i think we can win that one especially being yeah. at home six that's that's six atlanta united i think we win that's nine, nine. and then um against toronto that's 12. 12. so i think we can get 12 which would be if that so happens, that would be amazing for us. And that might move us up a couple of positions depending on um, whatever happens. Cause let me, let me see who's. And let's say we don't lose against LAFC, maybe to, to one, instead of one loss, it's two ties, right. Or something like that. If we can get somewhere within the 12 point region, I think that's, you know, what we need to say. And that's obviously it's asking a lot. That's, you know, getting 12 out of a possible 15 points, but we have to that's where this team is that's kind of where you know the season has led us we have like we said we have a couple challenges coming our way we have the fact that we're going to um lafc the other side of the country against a good team we have the international break then we have people returning from the international break so there's there's a lot of room of difficulty but that could be said for all the other teams too right so it's just about finding that way to secure to secure points. Yeah, and I, th- I think we're trying to be optimistic as well and, and realistic at the same time. And realistically, I do think that these are teams that we can beat. Obviously, you know, one is last in the league, one we've beat 4-0, another team we beat in a final. So it's not out of the question that we can actually beat these teams. And then if we end up with 12 to 13 points, you know, you've got, um, we've got 21, let's say we get, 12, let's just say we get 12 we'd be at 33 points right now you've got chicago with 32 dc united with 30 new york red bulls with 29 charlotte with 29 and new york with 26 so depending on what those teams do over the next four to five matches 
Mm-hmm. Let's say maybe two or three of them, you know, have a bad stretch. We could potentially jump up two to three positions and still have six more, six, or five. six more games. Yeah, I think yeah. it's six. Six more games, yes. Yeah, six, six more, games, more games left. Um, yeah. Against what, you know, quote unquote, easier competition. You know, not all of them, but some of them easier competition where you would expect us to get it. I would say of these next five games, the ones that I would really pay attention to, it's LAFC and it's Atlanta. I think those are going to be very tricky games. Like I said, I hope we come out on top. I hope we can get close to that 12 points over the next uh, 15 possible. But we're going to have to wait and see. Um, Any final thoughts, Gian, before we close it out? Final thoughts. I think that we've done a really good job of covering what we think the game is going to look like tomorrow. I think we've also said a whole lot of nothing, but some a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, I mean, if you if you skim through this, you might find a a few good. You may hear like two (laughs) predictions. Yeah, but (laughs) I think maybe I think that maybe we just like what do we think? I guess the score is going to be tomorrow. That's always interesting to to kind of finish up. Um, uh, I'll let you start. What do you think? What do you think tomorrow's score looks like? I think it's going to be two nil Inter Miami. 2-0? 2-0? Okay. So you're close to what I think. I think it's going to be 2-1. I think I think we'll be the first to score. I think um, I think it'll be Messi that scores first. And then... No! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and let's see if it can be within the first 10 to 15 minutes. Because that, that that would be my hope, is that that just settles us down. Um, but I think it's a 2-1, like, really tough game. Really, really tough game. Maybe one of those games where it's, like, really efficient. Maybe there was four shots. And right, it's a nail-biter. Yeah, exactly. And uh, hopefully no penalties because my heart really can't take penalties. It's just exhausting. It's the regular season, so we won't get any penalties. Oh, true that. Thank you. Thank you. I think that the PTSD of all these penalties has just I can't, I can't do another penalty me. kick. I had to watch I, my beautiful Tottenham lose their penalties today. I'm just – I can't talk about penalties. Yeah, no one yeah. said anything about Tottenham in the comments. I don't want to hear it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so so we don't have to deal with penalties as ashley pointed out thank you for pointing that out uh so hopefully it'll be a a fun game hopefully it'll be a win for us uh, i'm confident in, and a celebration and, and a celebration as well uh, uh something very much earned by the fans and 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 by the team so i think that ashley and me agree two zero two one tough game fun game uh but with that i think we are going to end we would ask you guys to make sure you follow us on all of our socials on Messi and co uh, follow us on the five reasons YouTube channel. So you can catch this podcast via video and then you can ca- catch the pa- podcast only in audio on Apple and Android. So again, just make sure you follow us. We'll be providing a lot of content for you guys. And tomorrow we'll be providing coverage as well for you uh, for the game. We'll have a live post Pre-game, game right afterwards. Game. Yeah, Yeah. so we'll be doing a lot of that for you. So you'll catch Ashley, myself, probably Austin, and Alejandro will be on as well as maybe some of the other team will be on as well. So with that, thank you guys. We appreciate all of you. Are you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality.